0: Thursday night, and it's time for another episode of What Do You Think on JISA FM. I am a question. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whose blood we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. We thank you, Lord, for how far you've helped us to learn from the life of Noah. We ask for wisdom to continually understand the mystery of the scriptures. In Jesus name, Amen. About four weeks ago, in our study of the book of Genesis, We started learning about the character and person of Noah, and so tonight we'll still be learning about Noah, but this will be the wrap on Noah's life, and so we'll continue our study from Genesis chapter 9 as we take a discourse titled Imperfect. Nine, verse one. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, "Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth." All this while, Noah found favor in the sight of the Lord. He was preserved; he helped sacrifice, and then God gave His promise, and God blessed Noah. Favor made God reveal the plan of his protection from the pending destruction to Noah. But Noah was not yet blessed. Noah's favor preserved his family. I mean, the favor he received from God preserved his family. But there's something different between favor and blessing. There is a difference. Favor predisposes one to blessing. Noah and his sons were kept alive first because they received favor from God and then they were blessed. When God blesses you, it's like God praying for you personally and invoking good on you. If you have the blessing of God on your life, it affects even your own born seed. Yes. The blessing of God is an empowerment to prosper, succeed, multiply, increase, excel, and to rise above anything that attempts to hold you back or keep you down. Now notice, deaf people don't receive the blessing. You need to stay alive to get what God has in store for you. And how do you stay alive? One of the ways to remain alive is to be obedient. The blessing previously pronounced in Genesis chapter 1 was now mentioned again, twice. To serve as a reminder to these new remnants that God still blesses His own, trust the way you are asked to re-enter your email address for confirmation when you want to sign up on some account. It's for verification. It's for double assurance. So for Noah, this double blessing in verse 1 and 7 means it's signed, sealed, sealed, deliver double-check now Genesis chapter 9 verse 3 says everything that lives and moves about will be food for you just as I gave you the green plants I now give you everything now before that time prior to that time in Genesis chapter 1 verse 29 God said to Adam it said, Behold, I have given you every up bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree-yielding seed. To you it shall be for food. So, before now, all man had access to consume was green plants. But now, man had liberty to consume flesh, to eat animals. God saw the obedience of Noah to the consumption of the green plants. Then, he lifted the ban. I guess that was probably God's plan for Adam and Eve too. to obey. Then, they would have access to the tree of life, which God had promised to those that overcome, instead of being deceived into eating the forbidden fruit by the serpent. You know, Revelation 2, seven says, He that asks and hears, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcomes, will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. God's instructions are meant to be obeyed, and there is a reward at the end of it. Okay, so now and the rest of the world is now permitted to eat plants and animals. But there was a caveat, a restriction in Genesis chapter 9 verse 4. It says, but you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. Why? Number one reason is that we are not animals. We need to prepare our food before consumption. And we should never be in haste to ignore the needful, all in the name of hunger. In short, it is very unhealthy to eat meat with blood still in it. For those who still dwell on the restrictions about meat consumption and the mosaic dispensation, you know, and by the time we got to the mosaic dispensation where you have all the laws, the... Um, freedom to eat all kinds of meat had been reduced. Some were ceremonially unclean, some were clean, and there are categories that should not be consumed. Well, the good news is that we can see from this study that in the beginning it was not so. What God said is everything that is moving around, calling anything, you're free to consume as long as the blood is no more in it. So, therefore, in the gospel dispensation, we are to call nothing unclean. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. Therefore, don't let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to religious festival, new moon celebration, or even about the Sabbath day. Because all these are a shadow of the things to come. The reality is found in Christ alone. I read verse 5 and 6. And surely... Your blood of your life will I require. At the end of every beast will I require it, and at the end of man. At the end of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoever sheds human blood by humans shall their blood be shed, for in the image of God has God made mankind. <laughs> One will think that the God who destroyed the earth with floods no longer cares about his creatures. Far from it, our God is love. He preserved Noah and his family as a remnant and he was not going to let any evil befall them, be it from beast or man. Justice will be meted out to whoever tries such. You want to know why? Yes, you and I are made in God's image. We are the crown of God's creation, the apple of his eyes. Don't let the devil tell you otherwise. God sacrificed his only son as an atonement for our sins. What else could that be if not unexplainable love? Some people say, it's my life. I own my life. I can do whatever I want with it. Let me bust the bubbles. Can your pot, your cooking pot, can it say it's the owner of the rice because you cooked the rice with it? Who put the rice in it in the first instance, was it not you? Dear listeners, our lives are not our own. So we can't quit living at our own pleasure. Our lives belong to God and He's the only one that can snuff out that bread at His pleasure. If we in any way or by any means extend our debts, I tell you, we are accountable to God for it. An increasing number, multiply on the earth and increase upon it. This is like an explanatory form of the blessing that was decreed in Genesis chapter nine, verse one. And I told you earlier that it was said twice. Like I said earlier, that the blessing of God is an empowerment to succeed, increase, multiply, and be prosperous. So for not to know that it is not a joke or mere something, God said it twice. Now, can you just take a moment to personalize that scripture? Say, as for me or for me, I will be fruitful, I will increase, and I will multiply because I am blessed. verses 8 and 9. Uh-huh. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. The other day, I said in my opinion, it pays to belong to the family of a godly man the safety that children of Noah enjoyed because of his righteousness. God also included them in the establishment of his covenant. Just imagine if any of Noah's son had been rebellious prior to that time. Do you think such child will have been covered or included in the blessing? I'm just thinking aloud. Now, here is the content of the covenant in verses 11 to 16. It says, I establish my covenant with you, never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring the clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Not, it is not, never again will there be a destruction. God only promised not to use that particular arrow, the arrow of a flood, to destroy the earth again. Yet, it still has other arrows in its quiver for the destruction of parts of the earth, like it did to Solomon and Gomorrah, and it's entire to the entire world when the time is ripe. The sins which caused the world to be drowned then still abound. And this time around, it will cause it to be burnt. I pray that you and I will be safe in our homes in heaven above when the final destruction shall take place. In Jesus' name, amen. In verse 15, God says, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. That's funny. You know why? God says, I remember my covenant as if the Almighty needed a memorandum. Who made the bow? Who made the rainbow? Who sat in the sky? Who will make it appear at the appointed time? So it's not God that needs to remember. It is we humans that need the reassurance. When we see the rainbow, we remember that the Lord cannot fail on his promise. Another thing I want us to know, another dimension from which I want us to consider this rainbow issue is that rainbows are brightest when the clouds. Thickest. You just have a clear part of the sky, then the rainbow appears. Dear listeners, when the night is darkest, it tells us that dawn is near. When the problem looks like it will drown you, fear not, help is on the way. Don't give up. The more the threatening afflictions abound, the more the encouraging consolations of the Lord's mercy. When we see the rainbow, we should be mindful of the covenant with faith in God's promises and thankfulness for His mercy. Verses 18 and 19, Genesis chapter 9. The sons of Noah came. who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah. And from them came the people who were scattered over the whole earth. Initially when God was invoking the blessing on Noah, telling him to increase, multiply, and fill the earth. Noah will probably wonder how. I don't want to have any more sons. How do I go about filling the whole earth? Well, the blessing showed that God is able to make a little one to become a thousand and to make people's latter end greater than their beginning. You and I are evidences of that blessing in Genesis chapter 9, verse 1 and 7, because after the flood, every other person living here on earth is an offshoot of Shem, Am, and Japheth. Verse 20, it says, Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. A man of the soil. This shows that um, Noah was probably into agriculture before the flood issue, when God told him to build an ark and so God infused him with carpentry skills for the construction of the ark. Now the flood is over, Noah had to return to what he was probably doing before the call. When God needs us to do a thing, he will give us the ability. ours is to be available. Another thing I want us to note is that being blessed is not a license to be idle the blessing is not a certificate to idleness you don't just wake up and sit down every day confessing i'm blessed and blessed noah was an old man he was rich he was blessed yet he still worked he decided to return to his previous occupation of planting. Abraham, Isaac, they were blessed, but they did something. They worked. It is the work of your hand that God blesses, not the idleness of your hands. Now sit back, relax. As all the good recommendations in Noah's CV is about to take a sudden twist that reveals the imperfection of our seemingly perfect. Noah. Okay. Welcome back there is a popular idiom that says the idle mind is the devil's workshop the idle mind is the devil's workshop am i correct okay now does that mean at work is an antidote to the devil's attacks on our character we'll find out soon no went back to being an husband man he planted a vineyard what a lovely idea. I'll read verse 20 again. And I'll take it with 21 this time around. So, it says, "No a man of the soul proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. How are the mighty falling? And let him that thinks he stands take is less a false. This event in Noah's life reminds me of the parable of the rich farmer in Luke chapter twelve, verse sixteen to nineteen. Jesus told them this parable The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then I said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Noah had been obedient all this while. He had a right standing among the people of his generation and was the one whose righteousness earned him the privilege of building the ark to preserve his family and recommended animals. Noah is now alive, ill, healthy, favored, and blessed. This calls for celebration, doesn't it? In that instant, Noah took life easy. He drank and he was merry and he became drunk. The man with the right standing now lay down uncovered in his tent. Dear the aim of sin is to uncover, to expose, and to put to shame. That has been the strategy from the time of Adam and Eve. In their own case, they discovered their nakedness by themselves. But in Laura's case, his nakedness was discovered by Ham, his son. First episode about Noah titled "Favorite." I said that you know we were reading about the quality of Noah. He was righteous. He was just. He was blameless. Now I mentioned that the word "blameless" is in the New International Version is the same word referred to as "perfect" in the King James Version. Now that's what. Rendered as perfect is the Hebrew word tamim. Tamim means to be sound and all, to be upright, innocent, simple, and sincere, to possess integrity. However, it does not imply being sinless. So Noah's perfection was not about him being sinless. Only Jesus is sinless. So here we have that point proved by our discourse tonight. Of course, getting drunk was not known as lifestyle, as it was never mentioned before or after this incident. And of course, who would plant a vineyard and not eat the fruit of it? but he probably drank liberally, more than his age and head could bear. Noah, the man who was upright when the old world was going in a downward spiral of sin, now laid uncovered in shame when the world was cleansed and nearly perfect from the effects of the flood. Noah kept his integrity in the face of every temptation. But through excess consumption of God's provision, he was surprised into sin. Dear listeners, if you think you are standing firm, be careful so that you don't fall. Verse 22, Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. He could have done something about it, but I guess he was surprised and amused by the scene, and his first thought was to rebroadcast. He didn't even call his brothers inside or to a corner to tell them he told them outside well the hebrew word for outside in that verse is the word kills and that kills means in the streets on the highway so it means M was like on the main road, on the street, shouting, probably shouting, shame, Joplin, ah, come and see that D.O. is lying down inside uncovered. That's wrong. Dear listeners, it is wrong to make jest of the sin of others or to be the one publishing it, especially... When it has to do with our parents, be it biological or parents in the Lord. Or when it has to do with our secular leaders or spiritual leaders. Fine, the Bible says here that covers a sin shall not prosper. Yes, that's the person that covers the sin. It is not he that refuses to gossip about someone's sin that will not prosper. You can't help people to confess their sin. It is people that will confess their sin by themselves. There is no reward for confessing on behalf of somebody. Noah had always been a good man. He was a good father. It was true Noah's righteousness that Sam earned the tickets to be alive. Because it is now obvious that the spirit of gossip was in him and he most like that thing so he most likely would have perished with the population with the rest of the population if his father's righteousness had not saved him so therefore he needed to honor his father well thank god the people he told were not the Permit me to say as if they ought people, you know, that some people that once you give them this, before you finish saying it, it's everywhere. On the internet, everywhere. So but the people that I'm told were not in the same league like him, they didn't rebroadcast it to their wives or to, or to 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 their mother because those were the people around them instead they took action a corrective action so Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders then they walked in backward and covered their father's naked body their faces were turned the other way so that they would not see their father naked they took action first they chose not to partake in the sin of harm by rebroadcasting their father's state. Second, they cover their father, and that is love. God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows that shall he reap. Am earned himself and his unborn generation an effective curse. From his father Noah, while Shem and Japheth were rewarded with blessings from the bosom of a blessed and grateful father. In my opinion, a life without Jesus is imperfect. What do you think? thank you for your continuous instructions to us about obedience. We thank you for the lessons learned so far. We thank you for speaking specifically to every art that has listened. Please, Lord, help us to live in a manner worthy of the grace that we have received. Help us to discipline our body and its demands and to put it into subjection to the leadings of the Spirit. Please pardon us for times when you yielded us to temptations and we rolled in shame. We ask, Lord, for the faith to walk before you and be blameless. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, dear listeners, for tuning into the program. Thank you, Mother Producer Emmanuel. Thank you all for staying tuned. The ebook. Turntables is available on Amazon. You can also get the ad copy too, it's available in print. And um, you can send your opinions to us on WhatsApp 09086153600. And you can join the discussion on the GSALFM Facebook page using the hashtag What Do You Think? hashtag, in my opinion, hashtag imperfect on FM. It's been a long evening, and till we meet next time, I am Aquarius. Stay blessed. Bye bye.